everyone. Uh, welcome to the CSPI podcast. I'm here with uh, James Grugat and Stephen Grugat. They're uh, the founders of uh, Manifold Markets. Uh, as many of you know, Manifold Markets is now in partnership with us, the Salem Center and CSPI, uh, to um, have a forecasting tournament that's going to end in the summer of uh, 2023. Uh, guys, thanks for, thanks for joining us. Uh, Stephen, um, James, uh, how did you guys, uh, you know, I just, I bet you guys in Austin, you guys were, uh, uh, I think you guys came to my uh, uh, event um, down there. Um, just how did you guys, you know, become, you know, prediction market founders? Well, what, what's your background? Yeah, so we've all been interested in prediction markets for a very long time. Um, in fact, some of the first real dollars that I ever earned were from writing a uh, Python script to arbitrage in trade, which was an early prediction market platform running about 10 years ago. Uh, but the, the specific idea for Manifold came when we two, along with our third co-founder, Austin Chen, uh, were trying to um, think of a startup idea which would be good enough to get a grant from Scott Alexander, the blogger, who was hosting mm -hmm. um, a competition at the time. You know, and prediction markets have always been, you know, perpetually one of the things that we were thinking about. Uh, but we thought that we had come up with a unique enough twist to actually make something um, interesting and worthwhile. And that twist was to allow people to create their own prediction markets um, and more controversially to resolve them themselves. So it's the last step um, that kind of differentiates us from previous attempts. So the idea is that you would create an open, uh, you would be, users would be able to pose their own sorts of questions like will Biden win in 2024? And that they themselves would be able to be the judge to that question. You know, so that obviously uh, introduces the possibility of fraud, but, um, it also, and more importantly, just allow, uh, solves the scaling problem. It makes it such that anyone can come on and create a question on any topic that, that they're interested in um, and uh, have at least a clear mechanism of resolution, which is what, what the resolver thinks. Um, yeah. And what were you guys, your guys, what, what kind of job did you have before you were uh, working on prediction markets? Um, so uh, I, we were each doing uh, different things. And, I guess our so James and I were previously working on our last startup uh, called Throne, which is a subscription group chat app for online creators. So mm -hmm. the thinking there was that if you're a podcaster um, or a DJ or someone with an audience, you could create a private subscription chat room, charge your fans to join, and then behind the scenes and the the technical secret sauce that made our platform really good, what is was that it was designed to work really well for large numbers of si simultaneous uh, participants chatting all at once. Yeah. Um, our, so that was our last startup. Um, yeah. And we both have backgrounds. We're both computer science majors. Uh, Steven went to Yale. I went to Carnegie Mellon. And then I worked at Google uh, post-college. And since then, we've just been you know, founding companies. So. Yeah. And our, our third co-founder, Austin, who's not here right now, is also an entrepreneur. Um, he's known for creating a word game, which went minorly viral during the pandemic. It's called uh, One Word, uh, which you can Google for yourself. <laughs> okay, I thought it was gonna. I thought you were gonna tell me it was Wordle because that's the only one that I know that, that went viral. So it, says, it didn't go that viral because it's, not it's not Wordle. Wordle viral, but still a little viral. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And so, what what is the you know what is the problem that the you know your your uh, manifold market? Okay, it's sort of cool. You can. Uh, you can make your own markets. You can solve them. You can have your friends play. Um, what's the what's the sort of what's the problem in the world that this uh, this startup solves? So the the lofty goal of prediction markets in general 
um, is basically to like shine the light of truth on controversial or difficult questions, uh, which it's otherwise difficult to get a good answer to. So a good example of this might be uh, a question like uh, in February of like whether Russia will invade Ukraine. Um, a lot of pundits were saying that that was impossible, um, but a lot of people with uh, you know, analysts who specialized in the field were saying that this is a, a real possibility. We should consider this. You know, prediction markets are one way of of coming up with a, a good and well calibrated answer to these types of questions. They allow both experts um, and random people who are interested in the topic and other people who have strong beliefs or who have researched this to come together in a marketplace and express their beliefs, um, uh, express their beliefs monetarily. Um, I put up money behind the things that they believe, and the resulting probability actually turns out to be a pretty good indicator of what's likely uh, to be true. And it just cuts through um, all of these other many problems that other uh, social mechanisms for arriving at truth um, have. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. And so, you, you, the, you know, the 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 point is, you know, incentives, the point is to uh incentivize people to say what they're going to think and then, you know, have some kind of responsibility for that, you know, with some kind of uh, outcome that they care about that's tied to them being right. So that's, uh, that's, you know, what a prediction, that's what a, that's what a betting market is, right? Um, you could have prestige markets, you can imagine. Well, what is the sort of, what's the currency you guys give out manifold bucks? Well, what's, what's the, what's the, what's the, what's how, how do you, how does your uh, uh, market incentivize people to get the right answer? Right. So right now, Manifold uses uh, mana or Manifold dollars, which is our internal you know, play currency. Um, and the, the reason why play money prediction markets can work is that people value the currency and they value it for several reasons. Um, I guess one, one like obvious answer is that it, you need Manifold dollars if you want to create a question or pose a question to the marketplace. That in some sense provides some grounding, um, grounding for the currency because it's a thing that you need to pose the questions. Um, but on a, on a more fundamental level, people care about it because they care about social prestige and showing off to their peers that they're good at predicting things. Um, and if you have enough, uh, one nice feature about our platform and prediction markets in general is that you can build up an, an objective track record of your bets over time, which demonstrate objectively that you that you know what you're doing or don't know what you're doing. Another way that it's valuable is you can actually donate directly to charity with your profits. Um, so it is possible to, uh, you know, be correct and keep betting correctly, win money, and then donate to your favorite charity. Yeah. For, uh, full disclosure, somebody told me that uh, CSPI is one of the charities and we've made like <laughs> 40 cents or something um, from, from people donating. So yeah, we can, you can go to win. So how does, how does, how does this work as a, uh, how does that work as a business? So you, these mana, mana you, you invent them and then you, tr you turn them into real money and give them to charities like what, what is the what is the business model? Yeah. There? I mean, so we we sell manifold dollars directly, it's just like a That's like true, an right. in-game, like you know, it's like like one of those apps where you can just buy the, the currency. Um, but yeah, you can't get it out for yourself, but you can give it to charity. Um, oh, okay. So this is this is this is interesting. So I can have so I can do um yeah, so you can someone could potentially buy a million bucks. U.S. dollars, uh, whatever the equivalent in mana is, is it tied to the U.S. dollar? Is the conversion rate one? It's a hundred, a hundred to one. <laughs> okay, see, so they they would put a they put a hundred thousand, they they put a million dollars, and they'd get a hundred million in mana, uh, and then they would um, have their friends play, 
something. They could have their own, you know, they could have their own markets. You can exclude people from markets too. I mean, this, uh, right. You can, can, you can have some that only your friends can play with. Do you guys have that feature? Right now we're public only. We actually are, are planning to launch private markets and private groups, um, sometime soon, but what, yeah, but, the right now we're a, a purely open and public platform. Yeah. Okay. So if I make a question, I can't restrict anyone. Anyone can play who finds the, the link, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So people can buy it. They can, they can win it. They can win other people's things and then they can give them to charity. And then they could say, I gave all this charity. And then there's some, you know, mix between the mana they paid for and the mana they want. That's the sort of the, uh, uh, you know, so what, what, the, that's, uh, that's interesting. I mean, it, what, the ultimate, I mean, do you have a, uh, sort of, you know, ultimate vision of what it looks like, how you guys make money, what is it used for, you know, what do, what do people refer to manifold markets for, or is it, is it more of a open thing where you're creating something and, you know, you know, the giving people freedom and something can, uh, things can build themselves. Well, what's, what's sort of the vision? Well, I would say the, the long-term vision is really to make prediction markets ubiquitous. You know, we really want to live in a world where like every like blog, Substack, um, news show has like an embedded manifold market on whatever, you know, topic of importance people are discussing and that kind of grounds the discussion. And part of the, you know, the goal of our platform in particular is that we're try- trying to do everything we can to make it as easy to use uh, so we can get as many people on board and interested in prediction markets as possible. Yeah, so making it um, like simple, like play money, our own currency uh, reduces barriers because when people can, people join, we can immediately give them some currency to start playing with. But um, I think... Uh, the broader vision um, is really that when it scales up and there's like uh, this like ecosystems where like people are creating markets on everything and they're uh, if these markets are being shown in important places, then it's actually important the forecast that they're giving. And that almost brings some value directly. Um, it makes people care about the result of those markets um, if they're like in New York Times like articles, right? So that's when it starts being quite valuable. Um, the the currency becomes valuable in, in a sense because it changes our perception of, of what's happening. Um, I would say that that at that end goal, uh, we kind of can get around all the regulation where you can't cash out because we've sort of given value to the currency itself. Um, and it, uh, it could be just as uh, accurate as a regular prediction uh, market. I see. So this is, this is, this is a radical vision. I was thinking. I was thinking this was a prediction market. This is a new. Uh, this is a new currency. <laughs> yeah, this is a yeah. new. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, it's like uh, you know those like virtual worlds, like you know Second Life or whatever. They have their own currency, right? And so they ha- they kind of regulate however they want. Um, it's like a way they can get around the government, um, like telling you what yeah. to do. So well, why not just? How- <laughs> yes. Well, why not try to just, so there's a little bit of this now in that if you go to, um, like Nate Silver will sometime, or somebody will say predicted now says that Trump is going to be the nominee with this predicted is getting shut down apparently by the, by the feds. Uh, but they would use predicted or some people use election betting odds. Um, that aggregates a bunch of, uh, different, uh, websites and including predicted and, and other things. So there, this exists to, uh, it's not that New York times wouldn't cite it. Like they cite a poll. Um, but people on smart people on Twitter, um, will cite, will cite that as sort of, you know, the best guess of, um, what's going to happen in an election or whatever. Um, and you know, there's a, and there's a, um, 
you know, like Scott Alexander, I think had an article. I think it was the, you know, like he called he called it the cube, and he just talked about like all these markets. You want different things, and some of them have one thing, money, and some of them have the other thing. And you know, I think what's really cool about your guys is it's the most intuitive, easy. I mean, easy thing I, I've seen um, to bet on a market to start to start your own market. I mean, that's predicted success. I've seen um, I've seen like markets and foreign markets and d- domestic ones where. It, it's just it's so important it's so important to have this uh uh to have the user-friendly experience i mean you're not going to make betting markets the most mainstream thing in the world if it's not a easy user experience like going to youtube or, or something is and you guys you guys have got that down um do you think um so do you do you see it as like uh I mean, how about like corporations? They want to, you know, are there are there other ways? We've made Salem bucks. So is 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 creating other currencies part of you know as a general matter part of the long term vision? Letting corporations, communities, whatever, uh, have their own markets, have their own prestige markers. That is one thing that we're uh, considering, and one potential path that we um, could go down as well. Um, you know, we are really we're trying to you know one question that we have as a startup is whether. Uh, you know, every whether to, um, you know, go further down the corporate internal organizational market route or to focus more on our like public open platform. Um, yeah. You know, are, and, those two, are those two things, is that just a, is that just opportunity cost in terms of time or are those, you know, is there more fundamental, is there a more fundamental uh, contradiction between those two? Uh, mostly it's an, just an opportunity cost in terms of time, but partially if you silo away like your users from one another in, in different, um, you know, instances of the Manifold platform, you're missing out on, you know, cross promotion and potential growth that you could otherwise have. Yeah. So have yeah, you- right now it's like a consumer product, um, but we could be pushing towards like the corporate side, like where we do like basically come into companies, um, create production markets for them. Um, there's a lot of like history of this being tried and it's kind of interesting to think about why those have mostly failed. Um, and I think we might have the secret sauce to make them finally work because we've concentrated so much on making an easy user experience. So that's certainly one, that's one part of it. Um, the way that markets are resolved is like another kind of unique idea that removes friction. So, um, I think that it, it could be possible, but yeah, we've chosen to focus on the consumer side because it has the potential for like really explosive growth. Um, and for a startup, that's very attractive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, uh, uh, yeah, you're right there. I mean, the people like Tetlock is, so there's, there's other, um, there's other sort of, uh, applications besides corporate. You could have government, like there's been talk of governments. Mm-hmm. Didn't, uh, mm-hmm. didn't the British government have something like this? They had this and it was, it's still going right. I read, I read about it recently. Yes, um, the I believe the the organization that Inkling Markets turned into is currently doing something with the British government. Um, yeah. the, their their current name escapes me at the moment. Yeah, there was an Economist article about it like a year or two ago. Um, so governments, presumably, you would want to you would want to you know they'd want to know what's going to happen. I mean, do you know if the do you know if the uh, has the British government? I mean, have they done anything that we know of with this? I mean, are they supposed they were supposed to? Or has any other government? I mean, do you, do you know of any? Uh, well, DARP, uh, DARPA um, has funded and used prediction markets. Um, uh, I believe they were they were famously shut down after yeah. someone was hauled in front of Congress and asked why people were betting on terrorist attacks. Yeah, yeah. So this is this is this is a yeah this is a problem. And this was you know this was in the post nine eleven uh, 
era where the people were very, you know, much more sensitive, you know, that, yeah, right. And have they done it? I mean, that was a long time ago. That was like 10 or 15 years ago, right? Do they still, yeah. has anything happened recently on that front? Um, I don't believe so. It's possible that some smaller group may have uh, attempted it since then, but I don't think there has been any large attempt at using prediction markets uh, governmental in the U.S. since. Yeah. And there is um, also, I mean, another potential is academia. I mean, have you thought about like you could have, a, you could potentially have a university department that just, you know, select scholars based on prediction markets. Is that something you guys have thought of? Um. Uh, I, I, so that or that is an interesting idea that we we've considered, but haven't done that much with. Um, some other other academics have found an interesting or interesting uses for our platform today. Um, one one thing uh, we have two multiple groups working on trying to uh, set up replication markets on whether various scientific papers would replicate. Ah, I've seen that. I've seen this on Twitter. This I, this was through you guys. So people are doing the, the through manifold markets. Yes, yeah. One one group is uh, research.bet, um, which you can type into your browser. Uh, yeah. There are a group of academics doing this. And the other is um, uh, Spencer Greenberg during doing the replication project. And both both of these um, groups oh. of people have, have markets on uh, whether various you know, scientific papers uh, will replicate, which is a fantastic use for- Or be retracted. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> And how, how much, how many people are, you know, how many people are on this? Are there, are there a lot of people using this? It seems like there's a, yeah, 480. Are the, did they, is this the same currency as Manifold or, or Mana or do you, do they have yep. a different, they have their own, the uh, Manifold currency? I see. So, okay. So this is, uh, yeah, this is interesting. Do you, do you, do you worry that the, I mean, with the, having the consumer product and having one currency, that's, it's hard to sort of it's translate between things, right? If you have like a prediction market for like, I don't know, the Kardashians or something and what they're going to do and you win a bunch of, you know, mana and then you go and you, you know, you use it on, on this thing and then you use it on something else. And, you know, you're indistinguishable for somebody who just bought their own mana, right? You could just buy as much as you want. Uh, you know, is, is, is this a problem with sort of the, uh, uh, you know, how, how transferable it all is? Well, I would say like one of the things you care about are, or what you care about when you're like trying to judge their performance of tr different traders in this market is just like how they do in the markets that you care about. Yeah. So you, you know, one trader may be the best trader in the Kim Kardashian market, but the other one may be the best trader in the Kim Kardashian market. So you, you know, one trader may be the best trader in the Kim Kardashian market, but the one that you care about are like research.bets markets on scientific papers. So you, you know, one trader may be the best trader in the Kim Kardashian market, but the one that you care about are like research.bets markets on scientific papers. Uh, but we do have um, a feature uh, showing you the leader, the, the leaderboard for a particular group of markets that you care about. Um, so I would say that that, that probably is one, one way to solve the problem. Hmm. So the is there a leaderboard for this uh, this bet thing? This research.bet? Let me see. Yeah, there should be, yeah. <laughs> Within their group. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure it's somewhere yeah. somewhere there. Okay, cool. And has this been the has this been the um yeah, I mean one thing I love about this too is you know, and we're doing this with the with the Salem uh, tournament, is you can also get a lot of research data, right? So you can see, you know, how calibrated, how good are the researchers after uh, the fact, not just individual researchers, but, you know, the research community um, as a whole, or at least the people betting on this stuff. And if they are biased in one direction or, or another, you know, it's interesting to know, you know, wh which direction, you know, how and, and why, right? There's, there's a, 
there are different levels of you know what you're what you're doing here, what prediction markets can do, right? They can identify you know the wheat from the chaff, the good people who know what they're doing from the bad people. They can expose systemic bias, you know, systematic biases that we uh, that we all share, or that certain groups of people share and not others. You can look at you know population, different demographics, different people of different views and uh, outlooks and personalities, and you know. Anything, anything you can imagine. Uh, do, you, do you do you do you think about sort of this as you know not just a way to you know get a probability of who's going to win the next election or whatever, but just sort of you know a deeper understanding of sort of human knowledge and what it gets right and you know what it go, where it goes wrong. Right. I think there are I, there are all sorts of applications of prediction markets beside or besides the one that you mentioned as well. Um, you know, prediction markets can be used to make decisions. You, uh, you know, there's this concept of a conditional market, which is conditioned on taking some particular action, like whether something, whether some event will hold, and you can actually use that structure to help you determine whether you or like the government um, should take some particular policy action. So like the Fed, for instance, could say like, if we raise rates um, at our next meeting, will and GDP growth be above 4% or something like that um, to make decisions? That's one use case. Another, another really interesting... Yeah. And, then um, to, and to stick on that, the, the cool thing about that is it can literally tell you what policy to do. You could say, if you raise taxes by this much, will GDP be higher or lower? And then you could say, if they don't you know, raise taxes or you know, pass stimulus... Uh, or whatever. Yeah, you guys, do you guys have conditional? You guys, well, anyone can make any market, right? So you can make a conditional market. How does it work? If um, what happens when? I, so there's there's a um, uh, how does it settle when the condition doesn't occur? How is it supposed to settle, right? The person is. The, uh, so you you resolve it NA, which will just like return traders money. So um, if the condition doesn't hold, you just you you bust yeah. all the trades and return return everyone's yeah. money. Although and somebody it's as could if have never happened. Yeah. Do you undo everything because the um, uh, somebody could have made a made a profit? Is is that okay? Yes. Someone went from twenty to seventy. We we undo we undo the profits as well. It really um, is. Uh, <laughs> what if it's gone into other markets and they have uh, and somehow they they don't have the the money? Then their balance will go negative. <laughs> their balance. Will go negative. <laughs> okay, they'll owe you mana. Okay, yeah. They'll have yeah. To, they'll have to pay you to get back on the system or something. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Um, okay. So you have these, and you, have you guys thought about making a? Um, okay. But how, how do people know which one to to pay attention to? So if you go to, it's just is it just a? It, has there emerged in manifold markets? Say, actually, go ahead. Uh, let me let me let you finish, Stephen, because you were talking about um, other applications before before I cut in about the conditional markets. So. Uh, oh sure, yeah. Uh, I, I was going to say the the other uh, cool feature of uh, that manifold has that's kind of unique to us is we have this concept of a free response market uh, where you can ask an open ended qualitative question and then users submit their own answers and then people uh, bet on which answer they think you, the market creator, is likely to choose. <laughs> um, and basically, what that what that enables is, is like a crowdsourcing of research. Like you can use it like for one very silly example would be like, which book will I read next? You know, then users, your friends will come and submit answers on different books. Um, and then people uh, will bid up books that they think you're likely to want to read based on your personality and your previous history um, and stuff like that. Um, but you can you can imagine a more more serious examples where people are using this to. Um, you know, crowdsource, uh, you know, research topic, find interesting papers, um, et cetera. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's 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 interesting. Um, so you guys are, I mean, you guys are doing, you guys are doing well. You're you're growing. You're you've gotten how many users do you, does the website have? If that's not a uh, trade secret. Uh, all so all of our stats are publicly available at manifold.market/stats. So right now we have around a thousand uh, monthly active users. Uh -huh. Manifold.market/stats. Okay, let's see what this is. Okay, you have your users. You had a big bump around uh, July twenty fifth. Huh. Interest. Interesting. Okay, so is is sort of the you know <laughs> the op the openness is sort of the is the point. So I, I figure like you could, you guys could have, if you wanted to, like an official manifold markets, 2024 election one, right? You're not doing that. You're just, you know, that that's one business model and one way to go about it. And you could say, well, our ambition is for the New York times to cite, you know, the official manifold markets thing. You'd rather anyone can create a presidential market and then, um, and then, you know, hopefully the best one will win. Is, is that sort of, have you ever thought about, you know, doing it one way or the other? Like just having a core sort of official manifold market stuff on important questions and then, um, and then, or just not doing that. What are the considerations there? Uh, so I, or I think both things are valuable. I think so. There are some obvious questions like who will win the 2024 election. Um, and our view kind of is that the market will coalesce around like one high quality market creator. And that will probably be the, the dominant uh, place that people come to bet on. Um, but our, our vision also is to capture the long tail of other markets and other questions, you know, um, and really to have like all possible, like good questions on our platform as well, besides just obvious stuff, um, like who, who will win the election. We might also curate, um, a few like, uh, related markets that are important, like about the U S presidential election and put those in a, like a a group or a dashboard uh, to share. And those might be created by Manifold itself. Um, still thinking about that. Yeah. Yeah. Is there any, um, hmm. is there any other way to make the mana, you know, valuable, pr prestigious? How can we, you know, like, hmm. I don't know. Well, I guess you guys probably thought about it more than me. I, yeah. I would love, I mean, <laughs> I love the idea. I love the idea of creating a new currency along with making prediction markets important right and the feds are in your way because you can't just do money so you're making your own thing but like necessity can actually be good here it's the mother of invention like you know just i think it's interesting so, there's some interesting things go ahead. go ahead yeah so one or one thing we can do is just um uh you know offer more prizes so like the the tournament that we're co-sponsoring with you has real cash prizes um cash prizes are totally allowed and legal for um this sort of play money um, uh, platform, we could just host like more of them and have more prices. So that would be one, an another easy way to help ground the, the value of mana. Um, the other thing would be to have something like a prize gallery where you can, um, redeem your mana, just like Chuck E. Cheese tokens for things that do have real monetary worth. Uh, I'm thinking of things like manifold swag, a manifold t-shirt, but <laughs> poten potentially things like an Amazon gift card. Um, which is not cash, but is something that users uh, would find valuable. Wait, so you can, it's that's, there's nothing, no legal obstacle to like just giving people manifold, you know, transferring mana into, uh, there has to be a pri I mean, kind of, it, 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 this is all probably a gray area, right? I probably shouldn't even, probably shouldn't even ask. Probably shouldn't even get to on the <laughs> here. We shouldn't talk about the compensation thing. We don't want to end up, we don't want to end up like predicted. Uh, the, the, uh, okay. so, 
Yeah, I, I think yeah, this is you can uh, bet on you can bet on whether regulatory action will be taken on Manifold on our site. <laughs> yeah, what what does it say right now? I think we're we're pretty low, below twenty percent. And in what time period? Um, uh, I need to find years? a particular market. Yeah, eighteen percent before the end of twenty twenty four. No, that's not so. Great. A lot of that's that. <laughs> well, a, lo- a lot of that is uh, predicting. Well, that uh, you know, we we should totally be legally in the clear now because we're holy play money. So a lot of this is the market predicting that we would go into these um, alternate, uh, more gray area paths, which we um, haven't necessarily decided to do. Uh, so why isn't the market up? Why hasn't the market? Oh, so you still. So the market thinks you still might. The market. You haven't made any announcement that you're not going to do that, right? Right. We're, we're still figuring out what our strategy is uh, resu- okay. regarding these things. And we, we yeah. certainly will take the market forecasts on all of these different variables into account. Uh, yeah. I think when I talk to you guys, <laughs> and I think that this is, the, um, this is how I feel about the Salem thing, I think you're not afraid to have sort of a work in progress. So I think by the time this thing gets released, we're going to have updated the rules on the, um, the Salem Center prediction market. I think we saw that you know, there's some things that are not ideal, but we, can, we think we can you know, tweak them and potentially you know, make, it, uh, make it better. Um, and you guys, you're still sort of open. And this is, you know, this is being an entrepreneur. I mean, I think, I think this is, I think this is something people don't get. Like they, you don't have to sort of know exactly where you're going to go every uh, step of the way. What, what made, I mean, what made you guys start to, you know, so you guys were computer scientists. You, uh, James, you worked at Google, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Steven, did you ever work like for, uh, for a, like a big corporation or anything? I, I worked for uh SIG, which is an options trading firm for a little bit. Um, Mm-hmm. They're, they actually, yeah. I, I believe they're the largest trader, uh, the largest uh, trader of equity options globally, um, even though mo- uh-huh. most people on Wall Street haven't heard of them. Um, okay. And did they recruit, did they recruit, did they recruit you smart computer science guys out of Yale? Is that how you ended up with them? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And James, they recruited you out of Google, They're out of Google, out of current Carnegie Mellon? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. So what, what, what made you guys sort of transition to be, to doing your own thing? I guess, uh, I think, or like for me personally, I've just always wanted to be an entrepreneur and build something new and cool that lots of people use. Um, you know, and that really has been, you know, in the back of my mind since I was a teenager. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much the same. Um, I mean, I went to work at Google with the explicit intention of saving up money, uh, in order to just do startups. So um, uh-huh. Yeah, it was always something I wanted to do. Uh, how do you like Google? Was it was it a good experience? Uh, actually, it was. I I loved it. It was uh, kind of chill because uh, basically, like the vibe was like I'd like roll in at like eleven a.m. and like uh, I would take like an hour for lunch uh, and like play, like get off at like four p.m. like play Super Smash Brothers like. It was fine, like, uh, and I was able to learn a bit about like standard practices for software, that sort of thing, um, get up to speed. But I think after two years there, I was like ready to like go start something of my own. Yeah. So they don't they don't push you that they're fine with you working four hours a day and playing video games. <laughs> the time? I mean, yeah, yeah. I think it depends on uh, where you are and like with your manager and stuff. Um, but certainly, like, if if you yeah. If you're a decent coder, then you can like you can keep yeah. up, yeah, with a few hours. <laughs> I see. So it's about it's about 
getting the work done and they don't you know that they don't care about like the sort of the the, the show of putting in the, the long hours mm-hmm. yeah and, and that's uh, yeah that's that's cool i mean i think that i'm coming out of academia where i think i was sort of a uh i think i was sort of i had a became away with a pessimistic view of human nature because I think I was around the least entrepreneurial people, people you can imagine. I mean, I think it's just like the most obvious thing in the world. Like, Oh, you go to school your whole life, you go to more school and then more school. And then you get on the track to, you know, to teach at school. (laughs) You know, I'm always, you know, I'm sort of, you know, I admire what you guys have, uh, uh, have done. And I think this can be, uh, uh, very cool. Uh, so is there, um, you know, is there is there uh, anything else you guys want to you know say out before uh, before I let you go? Uh, if you go to manifold.markets, you can get a thousand mana to bet on bet or create on any market that you care about. Um, uh-huh. I encourage you to do so. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, and yeah, you can also- thanks for having us, Richard. <laughs> yeah, uh, you should also try out the um, Salem Center CSPI tournament that uh, Richard has. Uh, yes, I was along with us. Ex- yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah I, we're going to put all the links, and I was just about to say that too. Uh, SalemCenter.manifold.markets. Uh, we have a real, actual academic position that you can compete for, um, and there's also prizes, and you can come to a conference where uh, you know it's at least virtual, maybe in real person, where the Grugat brothers and some cool George Mason economists like Hansen and Brian Kaplan, and maybe some other people. Uh, will be there so yes every we'll, we'll put all the links there we'll put the links to manifold markets and uh yeah thanks thanks for coming on guys it was great talking to you awesome. all right thanks, thanks so much you.